Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, I'm Rohit from LifeStyleMastery.com and today I'm excited to have Daniel Summers, who's the CEO of eWist Technologies. EWIS Technology is a digital technology company specializing in capital raising and investor management software. Its key technology is the development of proprietary predictive analysis named Core Intelligence. Daniel has 40 plus years of real estate and printing experience. EWIS Technology streamlines the CRE capital raising process and automates investor acquisition by utilizing tech like artificial intelligence. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate that, Rohit. Awesome. So, you know, uh, you, you have had uh, a, a, a long journey. You started building uh, startups at, at an early age. Uh, so can you, can you just walk through your, your journey on what made you get into entrepreneurship? Well, first of all, thank you for uh, making me feel so old. Okay. I never <laughs> realized I've been at this for four decades. I don't feel it, uh, but time does go by when you're moving quickly on the balls of your feet. But uh, I, I started decades ago in Chicago as a real estate broker and then eventually migrated over to Pittsburgh uh, to build my real estate company. So I've been in the real estate space for four decades and enjoyed every day of it. It's gotten more and more exciting the older I've gotten with the introduction of technology. But uh, going, uh, not going too fast forward, in 1990, I started a, a company in Pittsburgh, and 10 years later, we took it public. Uh, by the time we took it public, we owned over 2 million square foot of office buildings, Class A office buildings in Pittsburgh, and uh, shopping centers from uh, southwest Florida all the way up through Massachusetts and then decided to uh, partake in the pie eating contest if you will and we were one of the last IPOs pushed through in the pie eating contest and uh, sold the company in around year 2000 and uh, subsequently opened another company immediately thereafter we were always self-funded and we began buying more multifamily in Pittsburgh uh, and then eventually sold those assets and retired down here to Florida where I am now actually so uh, it's been a long journey. It's been a fun journey. Uh, we retired for a number of years. I retired at the age of 46, which was a little bit too young at the time. But uh, we sat back and watched the markets. Uh, one thing about real estate is that there's no plateaus, only peaks and valleys. And we watched those peaks and try to predict the valleys and take advantage of it accordingly. We, we figured it out. And uh, around, uh, oh, I'd say about seven or eight years ago, uh, we decided to begin buying multifamily, and we did with some expats from Goldman Sachs and Lehman Brothers. And then uh, around 2012, President Obama passed the Jobs Act, which deregulated the general solicitation laws for real estate securities, for securities in general, and that started the ball rolling, Rohit. So that got me back in the game full time. I decided to create a company to take advantage of the deregulation of the securities laws. And that was the beginning to where we sit today. So at that time, I started a company called Realty Evest, and it was a crowdfunding company. And we decided to not keep ourselves so singularly in the state of Florida. We built a national footprint, if you will. In the last five years, we've built it up to 35,000 investors in our database, and we enjoy about 7,000 views a month on our website, Realty Evest. 
And um, about two years ago, digital technology uh, really came uh, to, to its forefront. Uh, I realized that the commercial real estate industry uh, was very slow in embracing any digital technology. Uh, in fact, uh, we would all still be using flip phones if they still sold them to us. I still have my same HP 12C that I bought in 1978, and the industry in general still use Excel. So if there was ever an opportunity for uh, an entrepreneur to get into an industry and figure out how to realize the next greatest wealth builder, if you will, uh, it was now and to get into introduce uh, digital technology to the real estate industry. And that's what we did. Uh, I can go on, Rahit, unless you have some specific questions. Yeah, no, it's, it's an uh, awesome journey. I mean, you've been uh, at it for, for such a long time, but I want to talk about uh, reality e-waste. So is, is it something very similar to Fundrise and reality shares where you're competing in that space with uh, uh, some of these other platforms? So it's a great question. So Realty Evest became a successful crowdfund, real estate crowdfunding company, but it was not the space I wanted to be in. I've had advisors at Wells Fargo Wealth, uh, uh, Wealth Department helping me create Realty Evest, and they had mentioned something very interesting to me that resonates to this day. And they said, Dan, a real estate company, which I know firsthand, trades at a four multiple, which I did back in 1999, but technology companies trade at a 10 to 12 multiple. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the dumbest guy in the world. I consider myself pretty smart and I realized I got to be in the technology business. So that crucial moment, I decided to create Evest Technology, which is a white label technology company that's basically geared towards raising capital and managing investors using artificial intelligence. So, I built, we built, we're vertically integrated. I, we have our own software engineers. It's all maintained here in our offices in Jacksonville, Florida. We created the technology internally as if they were building it for me. So a couple of things stands us apart from any of the competition. One, I've got four decades of commercial real estate experience and having taken my real estate company public, I get it. I know what the, I know what my clients need from A to Z. So I built I had built the technology that I would want and I need to raise capital. Number two, the biggest asset I had going for me is Realty Evest being a, a nationally branded crowdfunding company. So we have the technology already created. We perfected it. We understand it. We know who the clients are. We know who the investors are. So what I did was I brought Realty Evest into the Evest technology platform, offering our clients the ability to upload their opportunities onto Realty Evest, which gets that massive distribution to 35,000 people, uh, our database, and also the 7,000 views per month. Uh, and on, on top of that, uh, we've created uh, uh, what we call an investor harvesting tool. So the artificial intelligence really has not been embraced by the real estate industry at all. So our competition, and we know who they are, uh, has not brought any AI into the picture. So we create a number of features that embrace artificial intelligence. So the secret sauce to any investment, whether it's real estate or it's agriculture 
or it's investment banking, et cetera, and I have all these clients right now as white label clients, uh, is the secret sauce is investors. If it weren't for investors, it weren't for capital, we'd own the globe. So the people that have figured out how to get the investors are the ones that are buying all of the uh, larger real estate, if you will, in the industry. So we created a feature, a tool, if you will, that reaches up into APIs, both private and public APIs, that aggregates data, i.e. data from the county recorder's office, Department of Motor Vehicles, the Census Bureau, social media for C-level jobs, et cetera. And we aggregate that and put it through our machine, if you will, that has learned the predictive analysis side of the correlation. And we kick out, we produce for our white label clients, 1,000 high net worth investors that are zip code centric. So we have an investor in Kansas. We have a client in Kansas City, an investment banker, as an example, that is raising capital for uh, municipal bonds. He's selling municipal bonds on our site. And he wants 1,000 people that are related to Kansas City. We're able to go into those APIs, uh, aggregate all that data, correlate it, and give him 1,000 high net worth investors. Now, no one ever has had the, the capacity to do that to date. Pretty simple stuff. Hard to do, but at the end of the day, it, it is the secret sauce. So we not only give him the thousand investors, we also host his deal on our Realty Evest site, which also gets 7,000 views every month. So uh, in terms of the technology, uh, we have really taken it to the next level, if you will, bringing the artificial intelligence uh, to the party. So all of the other features are standard features, uh, such as the accounting, all the accounting is done front end and back office accounting. So the automatic distributions of the dividends and, and K-1s annually, uh, bank to bank uh, deposits, uh, dividend deposits. Uh, we've got the capacity to uh, communicate through filters uh, and upload documents and profit and loss statements and automatically disseminate them on a quarterly or annual or monthly basis, et cetera. But the AI is the game changer, Rohit. It's, it really separates us from the pack, plus the fact that we own our own crowdfunding site that has been around for five years. Uh, makes sense. So, so you know, uh, for investors, do you guarantee any returns? Because, you know, for commercial real estate, uh, you know, people look at 10 to 12%. And it's very interesting that you've been to multi family properties. Uh, and and do, you, do you also look into uh, investments in, you know, RVs or mobile uh, uh, homes, uh, what, what do you think uh, these also come into commercial real estate and, you know, and do you guarantee any sort of returns for them? That's a great question. So understand that my technology, although we have a majority of our users within the real estate industry, is not singularly to be used by the real estate industry. My technology is raising capital. So it facilitates raising capital and it facilitates the management of real estate, uh, of, of the investors. Uh, we are SEC compliant. So whether you're selling a municipal bond or you're raising capital for a real estate office building investment, you have to meet certain criteria. So the general solicitation allows my clients to digitally market their opportunities via their landing page. 
So once they come to the landing page, they can automatically review the investment opportunity. Now the caveat here is the exemption with the SEC is the Reg D 506C Title II, which allows for the general solicitation of investment opportunities, but they have to be accredited in order to invest. So my technology will automatically disseminate the opportunity but they have to go through a third-party accreditation process, which is all internal, it's seamless, it's transparent, but they go through the accreditation process, which makes that, that investment SEC compliant. And once they're compliant, they can then invest, and once they invest, they have their own dashboard, their own information, et cetera, and it's all real-time data. Now, with respect to your question on the returns, so, uh, nothing is guaranteed in real estate. Real estate is real estate, but the sponsor, the client who licenses our software will more than often than not offer a preferred return or a common return with a waterfall, which means you're going to get an 8% preferential return. And after that preferential return is hit, then the profits might be split 70, 30, 80, 20, et cetera. And the back-end accounting automatically accounts for that dissemination of the annual or monthly or quarterly distribution. So the, 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 the client's bank speaks directly to the investor's banks. And that accounting and the, the payment of the dividend automatically occurs from my client's bank directly to the investor's bank. So it's all automatic. So uh, the sponsor, our client, decides how they want to stack the capital, if you will. Is it going to be a debt offering? And as a debt offering, you're going to be paid uh, you know, a 6% annualized return, an 8% annualized return paid monthly or quarterly. So the client, the, the sponsor has the ability to decide how they want to pay those dividends out. So they might want to pay, you know, if it's a 10% preferred return, 8% current and accrue 2% out until the deal sells, at which time they obviously get their principal back and then the pro rata share of the profit. So it might be 80, 20, 70, 30. But at the end of the day, uh, the yields are defined up front and the payments are made quarterly or monthly. Okay, and, and um, for you, uh, uh, accredited investor would be somebody who makes at least $200,000 and got a million dollars in assets? Exactly, so it's $200,000 last year, this year, and anticipated next year, or a million dollars net worth excluding their primary residence. So a majority of our white label clients adhere to the accreditation process for their deals. So we host their deals, but we also we offer our sponsors, our clients, the ability to internally validate the accreditation process. It's done by a third party, but it's once again, it's seamless. And once the process is done, not only is the investor notified, but so is the sponsor. And the investor is prompted to move forward to the next step, which is the funding of the transaction. And after the funding occurs, they can go to their personalized, customized dashboard and see real-time data as to their individual investment. Okay, and um, I, I wanna talk about yeah, eWist uh, as, as a platform. Are you, uh, you know, spending any, uh, uh, you know, cost for getting more customers on board, or are you still leveraging your own network uh, to, uh, to you know, and, and word of mouth to, to increase the customer base? Sure, great, great question. So to date, we have been self-funded. We've not brought any Wall Street capital in, venture capital in, etc. So we've got seven figures inve invested into this endeavor, 
but it's a massive endeavor. If you can appreciate artificial intelligence, it's incredibly expensive. So for the first time, we just decided to offer a Series A offering. So we hit the street about a week and a half ago, and we're raising $2 million for 20% ownership in the company. And we've got a five-year lifetime time frame. So we feel within five years, we can attain certain benchmarks to illustrate you know, the valuation. And at the end of the day, we're raising $2 million. We feel there's going to be a, uh, nearly a, a 10 and a half multiple times uh, uh, EBITDA which gives us about a $90 million valuation at the end of the 60th month. And our, we've got very conservative uh, pro formas and projections. After all, we do that for a living. So we've, we've addressed, I think, every line item you could possibly address in terms of projections on a conservative level. So the $2, the $2 million would turn up, uh, land up being nearly $21, $22 million. And we're in the process now. We're raising capital, not from Wall Street, but from our our, our investors, we've got 35,000 investors in our database and we're reaching out to them and the public and we're raising it in increments of 25,000. So we get 25,000 in here, 100,000 in there. So we're doing it incrementally and I prefer to do that. Uh, whereas the, I don't want the tail wagging the dog with the VC company telling me you know, what we need to do next. The $2 million is basically allocated towards marketing so R&D is not R&D without AI nowadays. We're smart enough to realize that. So artificial intelligence uh, is an extraordinarily expensive endeavor, but we feel that we can continue with our R&D program and make a, a, a significant uh, a dent in the industry and hopefully introduce digital technology to the commercial real estate industry and democratize the digital technology so it's widely accepted, whereas today it's not. Okay, and um, you know what are the returns? And you know, are you looking at an exit strategy because uh, in tech, you know, things things work very differently. Uh, do you do you foresee you know selling? You also do a bigger company, or you know, what what is the exit strategy that you're looking? So uh, we feel that our company, having done this once already, taken my company public, has tremendous value. Uh, within 60 months in a myriad of different avenues. So as an example, one of the AI projects underway right now is introducing artificial intelligence into the appraisal industry for commercial real estate. It's probably the most antiquated segment of commercial real estate. So we're basically complete with the development of an MAI appraisal process of appraising commercial real estate. So we have, we have defined and bought the APIs. We have developed the machine, if you will, that will lend immediate instantaneous valuation. So once that's done, we will take over the next six to nine months to develop a standalone product that will be owned by EVEST technology. And we feel we can introduce that appraisal technology to the real estate industry in a massive way, in a national way. And that alone has got tremendous value. If you consider real estate appraisals cost five to $25,000, they take 60 days and they come back in the form of a 40, 400 page, 40 pound paper. We can literally value a piece of real estate within seconds through our machine. We're able to aggregate 50 data points from a myriad of, of APIs and instantly push them through our 
predictive analysis process and come out with a correlation of evaluation based on the same set of data that an appraiser uses. The difference is we can do it instantly through our algorithms, which we've already defined. We have an MAI appraiser on staff that has helped for the last six months in the development and design of this. So we're done with that entire development. We've not introduced it yet. We have 80% of it on our EVEST technology site, so it can be reviewed by our clients and prospective clients, but we're putting it through beta testing, uh, et cetera. That alone has tremendous value for, on a licensing basis to uh, Marcus and Millichap, CBRE, Integra, et cetera. So that has value unto itself. However, we feel the greatest value is going to be by someone like Merrill Lynch or Charles Schwab that has the, the capacity through their uh, massive registered investment advisor team to introduce investment opportunities to their clients internally. And our client, they might have two to 300 deals on that site at any point in time for their registered investment advisors to review and offer to their uh, wealthy, de uh, depart wealthy investor departments at any one point in time. So it gives them a menu, it gives them a buffet of investment opportunities. So we see Wall Street as a prospective buyer for the EVEST technology uh, platform in 60 months. Awesome. Right. So I, I want to talk about, you know, um, uh, what were your revenues for this year and, you know, uh, how big is the team and, you know, you can talk more about your team. How big is the team at EVEST? Correct. All right. So right now we have a dozen full-time employees. We don't subcontract out any work. So our, our, when I sold my company, this is an interesting point. When I sold my company, my real estate company, I had 147 full-time employees and it took me 10 years. If I had my technology then that I own today, I could have done it with 15 people and in three years or less. Being in the technology industry, this is not manual labor oriented. Okay, this is not people-oriented. The technology in the hands of the right people uh, can deliver tremendous results in a short period of time with few uh, individuals. So this is not top-heavy. So with, we're probably going to gear up to perhaps 25 maximum, according to our pro forma, because a, a majority of the, the individuals working in our company will be customer service representatives. So each customer service rep will have you know, 20 clients that they manage. So we, we specialize in one-on-one -on -one communication. We have always done it. That's how I built my first company. They could pick up the phone and call the CEO at any one point in time. So we believe on one-on-one -on -one communication. So customer representation is, is incredibly important. The, these, the software engineers will continue to develop you know, we have an MVP on the, on, the, on the street right now. Version two is about ready to be rolled out. We'll continue with R&D work. The only thing we do subcontract out is to our own group of AI developers out of Dallas that we've developed a tremendous relationship with. So we work very closely with them in the development of further AI projects. But the expansion of our EVEST technology platform to include video conferencing and uh, etc. is going to be done internally and we'll continue to fine-tune the technology uh, internally. So we're not looking at a massive staff at the end of the day. So, you know, going into year five, we'll probably have a majority of, you know, a maximum of 30 to 35 people on staff, including accounting and legal. But at the end of the day, this is not a top-heavy industry nor a top-heavy company. I, I believe in keeping it streamlined. 
always hire people that are the best of the best. You're better off having one person that you're paying $100,000 to than two people that you're paying $50,000 to. Okay, they, they have a, a more of a propensity to take ownership uh, in the results. Uh, uh, just much easier to manage these type of individuals. They're, they're, they're the best of the best. So always hire the best. Always, always hire people smarter than you. It, it, it makes your life easier and the, the end of the road comes a lot quicker. Okay, so so Daniel, I want to talk about you know uh, you have uh, founded so many startups. How different is it to start? Was it to start your first startup to you know how I, I think you are your fourth or fifth startup? Uh, you know, is, is it any different, uh, or do do you feel you know do you feel the same sort of excitement, or you know, since you've done it for such a long time, or do you think you know? Uh, is every startup different from from the uh, you know first startup or the second startup? It's light years different. We're dealing with a different ind industry, different individuals. Um, we're at the precipice of something great with digital technology that no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, artificial intelligence is the next horizon. Uh, no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring. My God, artificial intelligence has trained robots to skin a grape. And that's amazing. Whereas back in the 80s and 90s, when I ran real estate companies, uh, we had our trusty HP 12C Excel spreadsheets, and we were buying office buildings and apartment buildings. Nothing's changed. The technology has changed. It's never changed. So the, the analysis was the analysis. Now, when you, when you hire people, as I said earlier, you hire the best of the best. However, we were able to define, put a fence around the information we needed to build a real estate company. They were all knowns. There was you know, bricks and mortar, definitions applied to spreadsheets. So there was, everything was a known. In today's world, with the convergence of massive data and massive digital technology and what's going to happen tomorrow, it's, it's thrilling, it's exciting, it's scary. It's, it's, it's hiring people that, um, for me, not being brought up in the technology industry, it, hiring individuals that are genius in what they do but they're a little different than the 1980s real estate group that worked for me back in the Pittsburgh uh, arena. So it's exciting, it's thrilling, it's daunting, it's scary. Uh, the, the technology capabilities today that exist is awesome, but what's going to happen tomorrow is the unknown. So the, the technology and the real estate, I think, are polar opposites. That's why you're seeing the lack of embracement from the real estate community for digital technology, because the baton hasn't been passed from the older generation that run the majority of the real estate here in the United States to the younger son or daughter or millennial, the next group to pick up the ball or run with it. It's about ready to happen. But at the end of the day, a majority of the larger real estate syndicators in the United States are still run by guys like me that are a little hesitant, reticent about jumping in full, full steam with the technology. But myself as an entrepreneur, I've been able to embrace technology. I respect and I appreciate the, the intelligence, the individuals that bring the technology to eVest Technology. 
Um, but once again, I, I, I read every day. If you talk to me two years ago about technology, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be educated whatsoever. I spend 70% of my day reading because I, I do have to be their leader. I do have to ask the right questions. I have to realize, you know, the answers are correct or not correct and make sure that they're pointing in the right direction. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still an entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, you need to make sure that you, you know, you hire the right people. They have to be able to buy into your dream. Uh, you have to make sure that these people take ownership of the results and the mistakes, especially the mistakes. So it's the same kind of personality, if you will, that I hire, that I hired back then as I hire now. It's just the talents are different. Uh, and they're a little bit different kind of character too. So they probably watch a little bit too much TV about the millennials, uh, you know, work for Google out in Silicon Valley and expect the same kind of environment here in Google or here in Jacksonville, but it's a challenge and it's fun. Interesting. So, um, you know, let's quickly do the top three. Uh, what's your favorite business book? <sighs> business. Well, you know, the most recent book I read was by uh, Malcolm uh, Forbes. When machines, when machines do everything, it talks about artificial intelligence in a, in, a, in a capacity that I could understand it. It broke everything down to four industrial revolutions, as an example. I just wrote a paper that was published on it. And it was fun to look back at the loom, okay? And the loom was their artificial intelligence back in the, you know, the, the late 1700s. And then the, the steam engine, and then you know, uh, Ford's production line. And the fourth industrial revolution, which was introduced to this, this book, When Machines Do Everything, uh, is digital technology. It's, it's called FANG, F-A-N-G. It's Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, all rolled up at once. So it really opened my eyes to where we were, where we are, and where we're going. And that's very applicable to myself, so I understand exactly you know, what the path I need to take to achieve what I need to achieve. Okay, and if you could go back in time when you, you know, got into entrepreneurship or when you started eBase, what is the one thing you would have focused on? Employees, um, I, you're nothing without the correct uh, employee. Um, I've always made a rule. I've learned the hard way. I've always made a rule to hire people uh, smarter than me, uh, people that are passionate, people that take ownership. Uh, it's a, you have to be able to build a company around people that take ownership and, and see your passion, realize your passion. The, the, the environment that I build within my companies, and they've all been a, a success, some more so than others, but I wanted people to show up for work that, that enjoyed coming to work, not at a job, but their career. And this was not a short stop for them. These were people that came in in day one and stayed for the entire endeavor. So I needed that environment where they can always come into my office. We work together. They don't work for me. So that's the, that's the critical thing was the correct selection of, of peers, if you will. And the best of the best. Always hire the best or don't hire at all because it'll be an anchor around your neck forever. Okay, and uh, what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail or Slack? My favorite, my favorite tool? That's right. Uh, so, um, that's a great question. Um, 
we utilize, it's a finesse question. So the, 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 the email that we live and die with technology and we communicate with thousands upon thousands of people uh, weekly, people that we know we've done business with over the years and then always new people signing up to our site. So, you know, we grow organically on a daily basis. But my favorite tool is, the, is really the perfection of email correspondence, all right? To be able to craft email, that email correspondence that is acceptable, that doesn't spam, that sends a message, uh, et cetera. So we don't send out emails just to send out correspondence and raise money or interest. We try to make them relevant, and a lot of effort goes into that. So it's a favorite time of my week to sit down with my team uh, to put together correspondence, whether it's through social media, email, direct, et cetera. But the communication with my uh, investment team, my clients, et cetera, is uh, via email or social media or technology is probably my favorite tool. Okay. And, uh, you know, how could people know more about, uh, you know, uh, the crowdfunding platform where, you know, uh, are, are you allowing the general public to invest into e-waste and, you know, if you are, then how can people uh, look into investing there? Sure, great, great question. So uh, the general public is investing in my company. We have, uh, we've got some interesting celebrities that have invested in our company so far. Uh, we've had, we've turned down offers from VC companies. Uh, so I, I like everyday individuals investing in our company because there's always some insight and some input individuals give us to keep us moving forward. Uh, so you can go to evesttech.com, E-V-E-S-T-T-E-C-H.com, and you can read about us, about our company. It's part of the coolest website out there. Uh, we've built a number of them, and I think this is the best one we've built so far. You can view a, a number of videos. You can view a webinar, but you can also upload information about the Series A offering. We've got a business plan, a projection. All of our biographies are in there. Etc., and you can see that we've taken a very conservative approach to the, to the valuation side of it, and we hope to um, uh, we hope to raise all the capital within the next few weeks. Uh, we've got a number of uh, demonstrations uh, ongoing every single day, and a lot of correspondence with prospective investors. Okay, and uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you? You know, it's crazy. Uh, there aren't a lot of companies that you can reach out to a CEO and get a someone to pick up the phone. But at the end of the day, my phone rings, it's shut off now, but rings constantly seven days a week. So two ways. Uh, one, you can call me directly. I, I field all my own phone calls, 904-501-7693. Or you can reach me on my email address, which is dsummers, D-S-U-M-M-E-R-S, at evesttech.com. E-V-E-S-T-T-E-C-H dot com. And I answer my phone and I, I'd reply to all my emails directly. Awesome. You know, that, that's the first, um, uh, you know, where an uh, entrepreneur has given up uh, a phone number. So, you know, we're going to put that in the show notes. Uh, thank you very much uh, for coming on to the show, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy speaking to you. Rohit, my pleasure. And I appreciate the opportunity, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.